Welcome to the Life Cycle Lady Podcast, the place to be to talk about all that we wonder, whisper, and wish we knew about our bodies, hormones, and life cycle changes. In this space, I offer vulnerability, wisdom, connection, and helpful transformational mind-body-spirit tools. Please join me as I take the stigma out, stop the whisper, and speak out loud about life cycle phases from puberty to menopause. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six. In this episode, I am actually going to talk about something called cyclical living. Um, I've actually called this podcast episode Cyclical Living for Modern Day Living. How to get out of the go, go, go and into the flow. So this podcast was actually born out of the whispers of women wondering how to live and be in different and more healthy ways. I would say that I kind of created those whispers, meaning the whispers that I often hear are not o- not often even whispers, but more shouts um, and sometimes whispers of women feeling incredibly overwhelmed, incredibly stressed, like there's just too much, like drowning, right? Too much on our plates. We, how can we do it all and be all? Um, it doesn't matter if you are a working mom a mom at all, or a stay-at-home mom, or just like women in this world. Um, The thing that I hear from many, 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 many of you, and yes, it is sometimes whispers, is um, that we're feeling overwhelmed, disconnected, burned out, and uh, full of anxiety, right? And so I would like to address that in this podcast, Um, And you might wonder why in a podcast that's all about like hormonal health and our bodies and life cycles, why I'm talking about about this topic, right? I think this topic is incredibly important and highly, highly, highly integral when talking about hormones of any stage of life. Because what happens is hormones are directly influenced by our life cycles. And so today, actually, while I was sitting by the river here by where I live, I was, it just kind of dawned on me, which often happens. I had a little download down by the river. Um, I was thinking about our our main, like female hormones in terms of menstruation, right? Even if you're not menstruating, you still have these hormones. (coughs) The main one being estrogen, right? Estrogen is kind of that hormone that is the nurturing hormone and is also the like hormone that makes you feel like, uh, like go, 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 do, 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 right? It gives you a lot of energy as your estrogen starts to rise after you've had menstruation. Um, After you've finished menstruation, then your hormones are slowly, your estrogen starting to rise and then it's kind of like peaking right around ovulation, right? So that is like our most feel-good, go-go-go time of the month. So estrogen is definitely the go-go-go hormone, the very nurturing hormone. And progesterone, which is kind of the flip of that, is like the calming hormone, right? It's the hormone that brings peace, progesterone peace. And so what happens with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of women out there is they have major menstrual cycle issues. A lot of them being like something called estrogen dominance, right? Where we have 
we have a balance between estrogen and progesterone is what we're supposed to have. They're supposed to nicely balance each other. And many, many, many women have a lot of extra estrogen, excessive estrogen, estrogen dominance. And this causes intense cramping. This causes way too much bleeding, clotty bleeding, feeling horrible. Um, and one of the reasons why estrogen dominance is even a lack of progesterone, lack of that peace hormone. And so I was really thinking about it today, just in terms of our lifestyles, not even in terms of like, you know, all the horrible chemicals in our environment that are robbing us of progesterone and all the other things that I could talk about. And I will do an entire podcast on because it's a big topic. But for the sake of this podcast, I was really just thinking about it in terms of, of course, like, of course, we're having this problem. So many of us out there are go, 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 do, do, doing and not having much peace in our lives, right? We're not having much, uh, we have a lot of stress, which stress is not bad. I don't believe stress is bad. It's just how we are able to recover, recoup, and get out of stress when it's recognized. And most of us don't have that. We don't have those skills. We don't have those tools. We haven't been taught them. We've just been taught that it's normal to be busy, 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 go, 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 do, do, do. And that's actually quite valuable, right? Um, we're definitely told that it's valuable. So of course we have a society of women who have major, major estrogen dominance and little progesterone, right? Lots of go, 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 very little peace and rest. And so this idea of cyclical living is a hundred percent tied to hormones and helping hormones. It's about helping all of us, mind, body, spirit, right? Which is all of what we actually are. Um, and it all obviously is going to help our hormones. So, so what am I talking about this go, 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 as if I have to explain it? <laughs> I think most of us, even, even myself, I mean, if, if I'm honest, I woke up at five o'clock today to take my kiddo high schooler to his first day of, um, before school baseball that started at six. And then he had the after school baseball that didn't end until five. And in between it, I worked two different jobs. I then picked up my kiddos from school half day. My preschooler then picked up the other ones from, you know, their normal day of school, then came home, was cooking dinner while I went and got the high schooler, right? There was a lot of go, go, going today. But I also, as you heard me say, I sat by the river today right? There was also peace throughout my day. And so when I'm talking about this idea of cyclical living, I'm talking about balance. And I actually don't like the term balance. I don't know about you. I, I actually really despise the word balance. And I think it's because when I was really maybe seven years ago, when I was really kind of falling apart in my body, um, because of my go, 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 do, do, do all the time, I was like really trying to find balance and I realized that there's no such damn thing as balance. There really isn't like there's striving for uh, wholeness is what I is what I what works for me. If balance works for you, then go go ahead. Use that term. But for me, balance was like more unbalancing. And so I really like the idea of like striving for wholeness. So when I say the word wholeness, I'm actually imagining a circle in my head, right? A circle that's filled up rather than a circle that's empty. 
So when I'm talking about cyclical living and this go, 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 do, do, do culture, I'm speaking to all of us out there that are just go, 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 do, do, doing all the time. Even in terms of like the information we're consuming. I mean, like how many of you out there are just sitting around staring at your ceiling, right? That used to be one of my favorite pastimes as a kid. Actually, even as a teenager, I used to love to lay in my bed and just stare at my ceiling. It made me feel so peaceful. I grew up in a place where we did not have uh, cable TV and it was kind of rural. So we like we had like two channels. So I watched, you know, like 90210. We got Fox and uh, Party of Five. That pretty much dates me right there. Um, and like there wasn't a lot of TV. There wasn't a lot to do. And I was like happy with that. Right. There was a lot of slowness for my mind right? Recuperation for my mind. I've many, read many, many books on um, what's happening to our brains because we don't have, our brains naturally need like a reset. It needs it like every hour and then it needs it throughout the day, right? And so not a whole lot of us are taking that reset. What's happening during the reset part of our day is instead of like taking those three deep breaths to reset or like the five minutes to zone out, zone out we're on like social media scrolling, right? And that is definitely not a reset. That is more input. There's input, input, input. And then we go, go, go all the time. We're out from this thing to that thing. And we got to go here and we got to do that. Whether or not you have kids, it doesn't matter. Like you're, I, I hear it from women all the time, right? They're go, 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 do, do, doing. Women in college are from here to there. And then you have to go to this job and then you have to finish that paper. And then, right, it's go, 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 do, do, do all of the time. And so for me, that leaves a very unbalanced circle like half of a circle that is very, very empty. Because in reality, we are not linear beings. We aren't, right? We are not beings that are supposed to be in boxes. We live in a box. We eat out of boxes. We get into our box cars to go to boxes where we work, right? We're like these box creatures. But in reality, we're circular beings. So our whole world is circular, right? The cycles of the moon, the cycles of our lives, the seasons of our life, the seasons of nature, our menstrual cycles, whether or not you even have one, even if you don't have a menstrual cycle or even a womb, it doesn't matter. Your hormones are still cycling. Men's hormones even cycle, right? The tides go in and out. There's an ebb and a flow of life. And so when I actually work with women with hormonal issues, many of them actually can solve it via life cycle shifts and cyclical living changes. Truly, a lot of a lot a lot of issues out there that you might go to a doctor about and they might say, well, your choices are you can take this pill or, you know, you're past the age, you don't really need your uterus and ovaries anymore. So we can also just take those out and then you don't have to deal with this like heavy bleeding all the time and you know, all this kind of stuff. I hear this all the time too. And maybe that's right for some people. Like I'm definitely not saying that that's not right for, ev for everybody. I'm just saying that for like one in four of us, that's, that's a little high, right? <clears throat> just like saying C-sections, one third of us need a C-section. That's friggin' ridiculous. They are needed for sure, but do we all need them? No. So going in with this go, go, go culture where our value is tied up in the go, go, go. Our value is tied up in the busyness of life. 
and we like we want to consume right we love i'm i'm recording a podcast right now you're listening to the podcast right you're finding some wisdom and hopefully joy in it um but what i'm saying is like we can't always be inputting we can't always be go go going because what happens is there's no other part of that circle there's no flow there's no ebb there's no value on rest there's no peace there's no calm and what ends up happening is a very big disconnection occurs. It can cause anxiety. It can cause depression. It can cause menstrual cycle issues. It can cause you to feel overwhelmed. It can cause you to feel stressed all the time. It can cause you to have adrenal fatigue, right? This is because of our go, go, go rather than living in a cyclical nature. And so what is cyclical living, right? Cyclical living is finding a way to tap into life's rhythms, into your own internal rhythms, which might be cyclical, like if you're a menstruating woman, typing, tapping into those, understanding those, and then tapping into them. You also have a daily rhythm. It's tapping into that daily rhythm. It's tapping into the seasons, right? Like in the winter, not the best time to be go, 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 do, do, doing, hanging out with people all the time, going out all the time joining clubs all the time like that's not really what that cycle is is of life is for I actually in college uh lived on a Native American the Diné reservation for a little while I was doing some permaculture learning how to like farm um with a school group we lived with a family and I remember it rained one day and they were like, okay, everybody get in the Hogan, which is, you know, the place, the circular <laughs> place where we were living. That's where their houses are. Hogans are circular. And it, because it was raining, we had to all stop working and we were like, okay, like it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't like pouring rain or anything. We were just like, okay, what? Like, but they were very adamant that like, this is, this is what you do. Like you respect what happens like you don't go out in a car you don't go out with your rain umbrella you don't like push you honor what is happening right um so this idea of like honoring the rhythm our own internal rhythms the seasons rhythms paying i mean paying attention to whatever cyclical things you see in life paying attention to the moon and finding ways that go with the flow of right life rather than having life take you like on this rapid ride that you feel like you're holding on for dear life or maybe you're even drowning. I've definitely felt like that in life. Like I was on, I was just drowning for a while there. I remember vivid images often of me just feeling like I was drowning or barely holding up my water, uh, my head above the water. <clears throat> right and there's seasons of life like new moms this is when I was uh, this is when my third was little um, and he was very colicky like right that was a season of my life um, and so there are seasons of life that are harder and more stressful than others right I want to honor that as well but I'm just talking about everyday living being more cyclical in nature and finding a way to tap into the rhythm and knowing because this is probably the biggest thing I get from people is like, yeah, well, that that sounds great. Like, I'm all on board. But but like, you know, I, I have to do these things. I have to. 
I have to make a living. I have to make the dinner. I have to get my kids to all these sports. I have to, I, I don't have time for, right? These are the things I hear often. And so part of cyclical living is finding a way to connect to small things, small changes in your life that causes ripples of change that last rather than massive change that's great for a few weeks but then goes away. So the changes that are connecting to the deeper rhythms of you, the deeper rhythms of life cycles, the deeper rhythms of your own menstrual cycle, of the moon, whatever those cycles are being honored, right? And so it's not about completely changing your life. Like you heard in my day today, it was very full. I actually no longer use the word busy. It was a very full day today. Not, not all of my days are full. I refuse to let all of my days be full, but today was a very full day. And I found time within that to sit by the river and put my feet in and I was there for a good 15, 20 minutes. And an old version of myself would have said, I don't have time for that. I have so much to do. I have this to record and that to do and this to do for my other job. And blah, 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 right? My to-do list needs to get done. The new version of me knows that there's time for everything. Or there's time for what I make time for is a better way of saying it, right? There is not time for everything, but there's time for what I make time for. There's time for what I prioritize as valuable in my life. And so rather than saying, I hope I get to do that thing today, I hope I get to take care of myself in some way today, it was, how am I going to take care of myself? What am I going to do? That is the most valuable thing in my day for me to be able to sustain this day, for me to be able to now at seven o'clock at night, record a podcast and feel really, really great as I'm recording it. I feel very energized still. And, you know, after this, I'm going to then take some more rest, right? I'm not going to jump on the TV and like numb out. I'm going to just like do some breathing is my plan and maybe some writing maybe some reading, probably sit in the backyard and like listen to the crickets, which I can hear out my window right now. Like this is, this is recharging to me personally, right? It wasn't always like that for sure. But finding ways to tap into the rhythms and create space and ease in your life. And it can be done. So I've described my day as in like the cycle of my day. I know that times of my day that I feel the most tired, Right? And I make sure that in those times, I built in rest, that I built in downtime. And that doesn't look like hours. It looks like mere minutes sometimes. It looks like breaths sometimes. But I can guarantee you that stopping at a stoplight and taking five deep breaths is much, much, much more ripple of change than just sitting at the stoplight and like texting the person that I forgot to say this to and looking at my email because it dinged and rate all this stuff that a lot of people do. And I have definitely done in my past, right? Small ripples of change that you find throughout your day, throughout your month, and to live in more of a flow state, right? To know that there will be time for getting it all done and also for knowing what your values are. If your value is creating more ease in your life, then you have to have that as a very big focal point when you're making decisions and commitments. If you're valuing freedom, 
and that's your intrinsic value, if you're valuing family, then when you're making choices in your life of what the way you feel like is best to serve you or best to show up for others, you have to hold those values really, really strongly in your mind when you're making those choices. So if you are someone who has children and you are feeling like, you know, the kids really love this sport or that sport, but it's driving you mad. I saw this uh, the other day on, I don't know, so some social media. I think it was on Facebook, a mom's group I'm in. The mom was saying, how am I going to do this? I We just started this soccer thing. And when am I going to have time for dinner? And that's a big priority. And the mom is a working mom. And she doesn't get home till a certain time. And she's just like freaking. And she wants to cook good meals. And she's just like, you know, it's too much. The stress of all of that is too much. Does the kid really, for their values, for their family, does that kid really need to play soccer? To like throw all of that off? No. Like why do we think we have to get our kids in all these things? I get it. My kid plays baseball. He's super competitive at baseball. It is a big part of our life. We He also was into other sports and I let those go. And that was sad for him. Because it didn't fit our, baseball fits in our life. There's always a park at a baseball. There's often, you know, it just it like fits in our family. The The timing of it fits in our family. Although I, I don't know about these new 6 a.m. practices. I don't know that that fits, but whatever. He drives in a year, so he can be driving himself. I can commit to that for a year, right? I am making that choice. I am making it based on my values and living in a more whole and cyclical way. Hopefully this is this is coming across. This is when I wish I, I had you on the other like part of the line and being like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yes, yes, that's speaking to me. Or no, I want to hear like why this isn't going to work for you. What what barriers are coming up, right? If, if you have those, feel free to drop them down in the comments wherever you're listening to this. I will definitely interact with you and um, chat with you about it. <coughs> Sorry. So what does this look like in like modern day life, right? How does this actually play out in modern day life? First of all, like I just said, I'm not going to give you a ton of ideas. I have a ton of ideas. I have a ton of different ways that I implement into this into my life. Um, I have an entire program actually called Cyclical Living. It is an online program as well as an in-person program for those in the Denver metro area where I spend an entire season doing a deep dive into the cyclical nature of life and how it can apply to women in the modern day world and how we can structure our lives to be in that whole state, to be in a cyclical state, and to really just uncover what that means for you, right? I can't say like, I can't put this specific map on everybody's life, right? It doesn't fit for everyone, but it it does fit for everyone when you fit it into your life. Hopefully that makes sense. So I have a whole entire program, so I'm not going to go into like every single way you can take this into your life. Um, the program does run each season in the winter and the summer it is just an online program because that it fits with my cyclical nature of not wanting to be out in the winter time as much and driving around and also just being more introverted in the winter more cave-like more 
you know, just by the fire inside. And in the summer, just being with the family, right? Those are my values. And so in those seasons, I do not run this program live and in person. Um, I do always run them online though. So anyways, if you want to check that out, go to my website, thelifecyclelady.com backslash cyclical dash living. Um, so examples on how to take this into your modern day life. Um, since I think I'll start here, since we're approaching as I'm recording this, we are less than a week away from the autumn equinox from basically the first day of fall, um, where funnily enough, light and dark are right. We're going into that part of our cycle. Um, so one of the things we do during in my family is we really focus our life based on the seasons. Um, so we can only focus on a few things really well, right? I'm pretty sure you know that. Like you might be a, a, out there multitasking the heck out of life and real and feeling like you're just sucking at everything because I felt like that. And like you're stretched so thin everywhere. And so one of the things that I did very early on in this adventure of cyclical living that I didn't even know was going on at the time, basically making my life less stressful, more easeful, more in line with my values, was um, focusing on the seasons and focusing on a few things each season. So what I actually do is I do a little like web of life map and kind of rate different areas of my life where I'm feeling based on like my what this area of my life would look like if it were amazing. I kind of write that down and then I kind of like rank it, right? And then I choose a few areas, two, three, four tops to then focus on for that specific season. And then I write what that looks like. So for example, Fall for me is really about community and like it's a very big time where I like to be around a lot of other people. Um, And so often my fall, one of my fall focuses is community. And so then I would write like, if that's my focus, what does that look like? What are my intentions? What are my goals? Like, what does that look like? And so then it would be like, you know, to have a family or two over each month in the fall season and like cook them dinner and hang out with them. That is not something I do in the winter time, right? That is not my winter focus. My winter focus tends to be more internal, right? That goes along with the season. And so um, what else for fall for me? I don't know. You get the idea, right? Sometimes it's business focus. Sometimes it's personal focus. Oftentimes it's family focus. And within the family, uh, you know, for the summer it was family focus. So like what did that look like? It was how to connect as a family. So we started doing Saturday hikes again as a fa- all six of us, non-negotiable. That's what we did. Crying, ha- happiness. It didn't matter. We were going and we did. And there was definitely crying and there was also happiness and tons of great memories from it. And also some other really like horrible but funny when you look back at memories, right? So... um. You see where I'm going. So I choose a few areas to focus on for each season. Then I let the rest go. Also in the summer, and I think again in the fall, was was our house. Like I let our house go for a long time. So like the focus on putting energy back into the house. I don't always put my energy into the house. My house is not always clean. It is something that I 
struggle with, but I also don't struggle with because it makes me feel more free and happy and connected when I just let it go sometimes, right? That's my my thing. But you see where I'm getting. Like I, I really use the seasons to put focuses up and then I kind of not like completely let everything go. Like my house isn't a trash heap or anything, but it's definitely not as, mm, it's not as, not how I would love it to be in my ideal vision, right? But if I focus on that so much, then I don't focus on other things like family, for instance. Um, so that's one idea of how to take this into your modern life. It's been life-changing for me. A lot of these things that I'm going to share with you you're like, huh, really? But once you actually, if you get over the huh, really, and you actually implement it to your life, you will see amazing ripples of change. Some of them more slow than others. This this ritual, this um, seasonal thing, focusing I've been doing for four, five years now. And I put it up on my wall. I read it every morning. It's on my bathroom, like a, right across from my toilet. So I see it every morning for seeing it. Like I reset my brain every day of like, this is what I'm focused on. Um, but that has been huge in my life. Another huge thing in my life is creating rituals, right? Rituals are ways of connecting and ways of remembering. So starting a women's circle is a ritual. Or... Um, I do rituals based on the moon cycle because it helps me stay in touch with the moon. So I do rituals on the full and the new moons. I'm very connected with the moon. That's definitely not always been the case in my life. Um, but just creating these rituals even around the season. So next, the on Monday when the equinox comes, our, we will have a big feast with my family. We will talk around at the dinner table about some of our family focus and family goals for the fall season. We will kind of get into the fall season. Like, what does that actually mean? What are we looking forward to? Like, We kind of, you know, use this language a lot in our family. So that would be another ritual. Just using those as ways of connection. I also would consider my... Um, evening routine and morning routine, the things I do in the morning and evening as rituals. I, I would say they're very much ritualistic, meaning like I celebrate my wins every night is one of the things I do. As I lay down in bed, I put my hand on my belly and my hand on my heart and I simply breathe a few times and then I give a lot of gratitude. I conjure up some gratitude for what happened during the day for people and then I celebrate any wins, right? And in the morning, I tend to do some stretching or some boogieing, like movement, basically, right? Those are, I would consider those rituals. Those are like stepping stones for the end and the beginning of the day. Huge, 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 huge. Another thing I do throughout my day, I already talked about, I breathe at stoplights. I don't always listen to podcasts or always listen to music. I intentionally do not at certain times of the day, especially during the times of the day that I'm very tired. That tends to be when I'm picking up my kids from school. I center myself. I breathe before I get them from school, right? I mean, I have a gazillion ideas and I have a lot of ideas on how to do this um, with your yes buts, with your I don't have time, with your 
all the millions of excuses that I've already heard that I've come up with myself because we, funnily enough, we have, we have very similar stories inside of our heads. We just don't always say them out loud. And as someone who works with a lot of people, then I do get to hear and I get to hear that common narrative, right? I hear it all the time. And the, one of the cool things about the program that I do teach is it is a group of women. And so we are hearing each other's stories and we get to laugh at ourselves and hear ourselves in other people and hear how it sounds when other people say it and then kind of have that um, echoing in our ears. Um, so I think I'm actually going to leave it there. Hopefully that was enough of just like stirrings of ideas on how you can take this into your world. I really feel like the really focusing on values, also really getting what your values are personally, what your values are as a family, really like having that conversation with your family. Um, no matter how young your kids are, when my, my 15 year old was little, we used to have the family values up on the wall. Right. And even when he would when he would like be naughty and break a rule, like speak really shittily to us or something, we would say it's our family value that we speak kindly. Right. And so now you have to have a consequence. So like the values and talking about values has been a thing since the kids were little. Um, and so we talk about them in different ways now, like how do we set up our family's schedule based on our values how come you don't get to do certain things? We don't go to every birthday party. We don't go to every play date. Um, we might seem a little antisocial, but actually, and I hope it doesn't come across that way, but in the end, I'm just doing what we need to do to stay sane. And hopefully that, my experience is then I show up better in the world, both for myself, for my kids, and really like the whole world. I feel like I can hold a lot more when I'm not stretched so thin. When I can focus on one thing really well, like if, I, if I'm focusing on school stuff, you know, for my daughter um, or for my kids, I have four kids, four different, like, uh, like I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, an elementary schooler, and a preschooler, right? Four different various spaces in life. Right now, I'm really focused on the middle schooler in terms of her class. Like I show up to their events and I don't to the others. And like that's okay with me because my value is that I have freedom and ease. But like in that class, I really show up. I volunteer. I'm, you know, I'm in the class. So again, hopefully this is helping. If you are listening to this at any point and you have questions, you have yes, but you have, I don't see how this could help in this situation make sure you leave a comment. I will definitely get back to you. If you are into interested in the program that I run each and every season, it tends to start right around the season change, generally a, the, right on that week or the week after. Um, and like I said, it is online as well as in person if you're in the Denver area. Make sure you check that out on my website. Otherwise, I will see you all in the next episode. Bye.